Hello and welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host as always, Ian, along with my boys Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. Oh, what's going on? And today we are going to talk about our initial thoughts on the movie Castle in the Sky. So just to give you guys a brief little history of the film, uh, Castle in the Sky, uh, known as Laputa Castle in the Sky in Europe and Australia, is the 1986 Japanese animated fantasy adventure film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, who you may have heard of before. Um, It was the first film animated by Studio Ghibli and was uh, animated for uh, Takuma Shoten. Um, follows the adventures of a young boy and girl in the late 19th century. You know, the whole plot and all that jazz I'm not really going to get into because we're going to talk about it as we go. Um, it won the uh, Animage Anime Grand Prix in 1986. Um, the film has received positive reviews and grossed over $15.5 million at the box office and went on to gross a total of approximately $157 million in box office, home video, and soundtrack sales. Um, so, you know, definitely made waves, um, for Japanese popular culture as well and inspired numerous other films, media and games, um, in Japan and internationally. And, uh, it's also considered an influential classic in the steampunk and diesel punk genres. So anyway, um, getting into the film, our thoughts, what we picked up from it, all that kind of stuff. Um, I personally like the the world that they are in. I am a fan of steampunk, diesel punk style genres, as is stated here. Um, and I'm assuming Gavin is too. I just have that strange feeling that he is. Um, but I really like that style. I think that like like sci-fi and like um, you know like certain other genres, it really just gives you this creative liberty to just kind of go ham. And it's like I think we talked about this in another review that we've done. Um, and I think it was in terms of, of sci-fi or something like that, but it's just like, there's really like, no one's really going to question like what, what you have as part as like, you know, the, the, the world that you're in and the technology that's at your disposal and disposal and all that kind of stuff, because it's like, it's really just free reign, dude, just have at it. You know what I mean? Like if you want to make a wheelbarrow that flies, like, fuck it. They got a wheelbarrow that flies. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just kind of the, the, the stage that you've set for yourself. And I personally appreciate that, especially when it's done correctly, which is ironic because there is no correct way to do it. Right. So it's like, if you're, if you're creative enough with it, I guess that's the correct way of going about it is like doing something that maybe you haven't seen before. Um, so I do, I really do like the world. It was great imagery in the film. It was very cute. Um, for me, I don't think the film breaks any like crazy barriers, but I think that I'm inherently right and wrong in my statement because it's like I'm right in the sense that if I'm looking if I'm watching the film now, which is what I did, it doesn't break any barriers. But if I had watched it in its time, then it does break many barriers as we've seen, right? In and like kind of the things that I described at the beginning of this episode. So I think that's an ironic thing, and I think it's something to be said that you could really ne- never take a film out of its time, and you kind of have to take that into consideration when you are talking about films like this. So it's a little it's a little interesting talking about it now in 2020 uh, when it was made so long ago, but I still feel like it holds a lot of very key things and does break barriers in the film-breaking industry. It just doesn't break any barriers for me as a viewer because I've been spoiled with newer movies, you know, kind of as they come up. 
Um, I do appreciate how it highlights the dangers uh, as slash beauty of advanced technology, though. So I think that's and uh, some we're going to get more into. And I want to know your guys thoughts, obviously. But um, that is that was a major um, plot in the in the movie, I would say. And like the the um, the struggle would be between balancing like technological advances for the good of people and the beauty that it can bring, but also the dangers that it could bring as well. And I think it is ironic being that this movie came out in 1986, how Japan was experiencing an economic boom in the eighties. Um, so that issue has kind of been tackled in other films before that came out around a similar time. Um, films like Akira and stuff like that. I feel like tackle that maybe in a different style, but it's still kind of harkened back to that lesson uh, for me as a watcher, you know what I mean? When I, when I was watching the movie as well. Um, I also thought one interesting thing too, is that um, Miyazaki said that he got a lot of inspiration from uh, Gulliver's Travels, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen that film. Um, but man, if I didn't fuck with that shit as a little kid, that was, that was some fun shit. So it was really cool to see that he got inspiration from there. I thought that was a cool little tidbit though. Um, but yeah, I thought the, I thought the movie was cute as a whole. I'm curious. I'm going to shut up now. I'm curious to hear your guys thoughts, you know, after that really long introduction on what you thought of the film, any characters you might've liked, um, you know, what things you learned from it, et cetera. Um, Isaiah, what do you got for me? Uh, I, I like the film too. I, I think, I think that like sort of what you were saying before definitely harkens to me too, where it's like the movie and I don't want to say suffers cause that's like the wrong it implies that like I like I didn't like it, but that's not really that's not true. I think it's just it it suffers from the fact that it's not the first Studio Ghibli movie that I've seen, or really even the first movie that I've seen, because you know contextually like the movie plot wise and everything is very basic, right? Like the the plot and characters and things um, don't like you said they don't break any new grounds, they don't do anything or try anything revolutionary. But you know you do have to take into account that this was. A, the first movie that this studio had put together, and it's even interesting seeing, you know, if you take, like, this movie, let's say, and compare it to uh, Spirited Away, or even any of the later Studio Ghibli movies, like, how far Miyazaki has come, at least in my opinion, as far as, like, really sort of hearkening down and being able to contextualize themes in his movies better, because I feel like this, where, where this movie sort of, like, like I said, like, has the bare-bones structure of, like, a good movie... Some of his other movies really like hammered those points home better, as far as like like tying themes to outside his outside political views and the world and stuff like that. Um, but again, not to say in any stretch that this movie's bad, because it's really good and I really loved it. Um, there are you know very specific things that I really fucked with. One, again, like Ian was saying, it's it's funny. I actually just finished at the time of recording this playing uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake game, um, which is absolutely amazing, totally beautiful. Um, and one of the things that I love about it, and one of the things that lots of other people that I've been reading about love about it is how they re completely recontextualized and like remade Midgar, which is the world that this game takes place in. And it's interesting when I was watching this movie, because as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, yo, this world kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy seven in a weird way. And then in my research on the movie, this movie inspired a lot of the final fantasy, um, games, like as far as, as the, the, the settings and the world and that sort of like, like old style, like, but steampunky kind of vibe. Um, so that was really cool, and that's interesting, and it was kind of like a, you know, a no-brainer in my mind then. But I, yeah, I really like the movie. I think that, um, again, it's really cool to see a lot of, like, Miyazaki's, I guess, sort of telltale signs and, and a lot of his other, uh, you know, 
key co-workers of like this is the studio ghibli thing right like in in this movie i saw you know albeit simpler more bare bones versions of of things done in some of their later movies and it was cool to see what this movie meant not only for specifically the studio but for the animation movie industry like as a whole right this this movie this was it right if spirited away is the one that that gets that you know broke records and and won all these awards and is quoted as like one of the best of the studios put out but like this is where it started from right this is where miyazaki got his his feet wet so to speak and this is where all of these people like really sort of honed in on this one particular style and and sort of like essence that you see in every other one of their movies um yeah i thought it was really cool it's really cool i loved it gavin what do you got for me man what i don't even know where to begin this and, it, and it's funny because it you gotta love talking about different people's opinions because me i absolutely fucking loved it for me it's my favorite movie by studio ghibli and honestly probably one of my favorite films that as just i've watched in general and the reasoning for that i've got to say is even though thematically it was more or less simple um, in terms of it's not anything, you know, new by today's standards, especially anime. But I found it very effective and how they applied it to the world that they created around them. And I really actually liked the animation that followed with it, even though it's obviously rustic and, you know, it loses. It's not going to have everybody's appeal. This is the animation style that I like and would and like. This is what I thrive off of in, like, the anime world. I don't need the newest, latest, and greatest shit. I really like the old school. You can see all the, like, the hard work that went into it. And, like, you kind of appreciate what they had gone through during that time to create, you know, something that was more or less unheard of in that time conceptually and just you know, even writing style, ever, everything, animation, writing style, soundtrack, just, you know, it's it's a culmination of all these things that have kind of been seen before during their time period, but never, like, cultivated into anything great. And I just watched this movie, and literally as I was watching it, like, I wasn't even halfway through, and I'm like, this is probably one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Like, I just, from the supporting soundtrack, was honestly, blew me out. Like, honestly, I like this soundtrack probably almost as much as Berserk. Um, and I love the Berserk soundtrack, and this one was honestly right on par with it. I found every every plot scene that was happening, everything went perfect, everything was fluid, everything made sense. You know, a lot of Studio Ghibli movies, everything is up to interpretation, and, you know, it's up to the user to kind of fill in a lot of the gaps. I found this movie in particular, it wasn't laid out in that way. You know, there was stuff that was left, for interpretation like obviously the whole Laputa thing like you don't know what happened you know per se and like all the nitty-gritty details and things like that but you didn't need to know that shit everything else that was going on with like interpersonal like relationships and just like the whole foundation of you know um uh Muska which was you know her later found out descendant who would like wanted to just find Laputa because it was, you know, an old like myth and legend. And then you have Dola who's a pirate, you know, and she's just fucking doing her own shit, trying to get by. And all of these worlds that are completely different, like all came together and meshed so well. And I just, I, I honestly appreciate everything that they did with it. Like for, in my opinion, it was the most coherent story that they had come up with that not only hit, like, on a whole nother level for me in terms of just, like, childhood fantasy and just, you know, 
a, a perfect love story or you have it or companion, you know, rivalry, whatever. I just felt like everything in this entire movie just like flowed and fit on a way that I haven't seen a lot of other movies like produce. Um, and that's even coming off of Spirited Away. Like I love Spirited Away, but even like this, I just, I, I don't know. I felt like they just took you on this ride and I didn't want to stop watching it. And you have nothing for feels for my boy Pazu. Like he's out there doing the fucking God's work, like being a G. And then you have Sheeta, you know, who's like lost in her own tribulations of not really having an occurring memory, but you know, she's still grinding and doing her shit. And then, you know, you had that whole relationship with Dola and, Oh, we're pirates. You know, we don't give a fuck about you to then, you know, she kind of picks up and is like, all right, I actually kind of vibe with these kids. You know, I want to help them and put myself out there. And she does it, dude. Oh, coming to Uncle Palm in the fucking mines when he's just like walking around and Pazu's like, you know, he, he looks at the kids and he's like, ah, oh, you little fucking demons or devils. And he's just like, oh, yo, Uncle Palm, what's good, man? Like, let's get out of here. And he's just like this old cracked out fucking miner who's just like, I want to listen to the rocks, you know? But even then, that had fucking meaning. And they go into the whole scene when they like all quiet down and they listen and it turns into this like etherical space, you know, rock shit. I was watching it and I'm like, this is the content I need in a movie. No, don't give me anything else. Like, I can die happy. I could die happy now that I have seen this shit because it was... I don't know. It was just, in my mind, it was revolutionary, and I can see for at the time that it came out, like, people's jaws must have hit the floor, dude. Like, that shit was straight fire, straight fire. Well, I I find it interesting that you said it was revolutionary for you even now. You know what I mean? Because before, I I initially said, for me, that it was like, for me, it was not, it was the opposite of revolutionary because, though, I feel of the time that I watched it. Um, And... You know, I did say that I could see how it was revolutionary for the time that it did come out. But I find it interesting that for you, you know, it was revolutionary even watching it now. Um, and I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, Gavin, I wish that I could, like, pull some things out of, like, these movies that you could in your mind. I, like, I actually some somewhat envy you. And I feel like I'm dull sometimes because I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're just going in so hard. You're like, with the rocks and like, you know, like you appreciate that is one thing that I appreciate about you is that you generally, I feel out of all three of us for the most part, take a keen appreciation for things that go unappreciated, if that makes sense. Um, and that's something that I, I, I like, and I always enjoy hearing, you know what I mean? Like you tend to be the wild card, but like in a good way at times where it's like, I enjoy hearing the things that I may have overlooked. Um, you know what I mean? By looking at it in a different perspective. And I feel like that's where we come together because for me, again, it was like, I don't feel like for me, there's really too much to say, um, about the movie, unfortunately. And, and again, that's probably to my fault, but, um, just because, you know, it wasn't something that I was really gushing over. I did, I, I thought it was just, I thought it was cute, you know, like plain and simple. I thought, I thought that's what it was. It was very, I could tell that this was not just because of the time and animation, but just like due to the, like the simplicity, like you could kind of tell that this was his first movie or, or sorry, or Studio Ghibli's first um, film. You know what I mean? Because it seemed very safe. Um, to me, you know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're just coming out the gate. You don't want to have something totally like groundbreaking, but then it flops. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to appeal to a, a wide audience, but, um, but yeah, you know, that, that is something I just wanted to say that I appreciate in, in, you know what I mean? In watching these films, um, hearing your initial reaction to something like that, um, you know, definitely lends people a different perspective. So I think that's kind of cool. 
I did uh I did love the whole <clears throat> excuse me, I did love besides the world, like I said, like the steampunk style, um, I did love the the pirate the pirates, um, and like their whole thing on the story. Uh I thought it was really wholesome and it was cool to see um what's her name? The mother pirate, Gavin. Dola. I liked her a lot as a character. I thought she was she was kind of she was just funny because it's like she has like 10 boys you know what I mean like who are just like she's just contending with it it's like clearly she's got like the brains in the family I I would say the father does too but in a different perspective you know and it's like she's just kind of running this entire show and it reminded me of like these old like sometimes you see it in the black and white movies um you've seen it before where it's like the mom is like is almost like the mob boss type thing you know what I'm saying where it's like all the sons are like just go to ma like she'll know what to do you know what I'm saying it's like it reminded me of like this very old like inner city style thing where you know what I mean like with the old Irish Italian gangs and it was like you always have the one mother there like cooking cooking food for all the boys but like really just kind of was running the show behind the scenes and like that was just something that I appreciated because that was something that was translated into Japanese filmmaking obviously but like just in another medium and I just thought I thought that whole dynamic between them was really was really funny and really cute you know but I don't know. What other characters you guys like or um, or any standout scenes to you guys? Um, I, I If I had to pick, I would say I really, to be honest, like just uh, Pazu and, and Sheeta, like their whole, um, you know, their dynamic. Because I, I think when I was watching the movie at first, I, you know, I, I didn't know anything like about the movie per se, but I guess like a good... 10 maybe 20 minutes in i sort of like had pegged the movie i'm like okay i see what's gonna happen here um or or more or less i see where what's like gonna transpire and i was actually pretty much right about everything except for the fact that like this story is was a lot less about pazu specifically like growing as a character right he was more so the catalyst to which Sheeta like has sort of a character transformation arc throughout the movie um, which I thought was interesting because it just again it wasn't what I was expecting, um, but yeah I don't know just like they're they're really like you know they have like a cool sort of like cl- like when I was watching this movie I couldn't help but but think about all the movie all the like sort of random old timey cartoon movies that I watched as a kid right because it, there is so much and again like this is you know very obvious because of the time it came out and and sort of the the, the kind of movie it is but like this movie harkens back to like the imagination of a child right of like being in this this you know you know just crazy fantastical world and there's all these things and and like all these different like pieces of lore are put in place to sort of give you the impression that this world is like living and breathing but it's different and it's like bigger you know than than anything that we have you know that that we know um but i love i guess like just their relationship in you know context to this world it's something that's like really like you know it's really cool and cute and it reminds me of like again like the classic adventure tales where it's like you know two friends like just fucking like just on a journey you know just run it like just going through shit and like having crazy stories and and like i don't know i got like a real sort of i guess like nostalgic is is the best way to describe it um vibe specifically like from them and their you know their journey throughout this movie Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I um, Like I said, there's really not much more for me to say 
as you know what I mean as a viewer um, I don't want to beat it to death or just try and fill the empty space of air with meaningless words so that's really all I have to say um, I'm curious to see you know if you guys uh, as per usual um, any sort of closing thoughts that you might have had on the movie or if Gavin by the way just tell me to shut up if you wanted to talk about something else because I know that you particularly fucked with this movie more over than we did so you might have some interesting points to bring up but if not I was curious to hear any closing thoughts uh, what would you rate the film and would you recommend that somebody watches it um, you know uh, I guess I'll start with, with that um, again uh, you know not to sound like a broken record but Great imagery, uh, love the world setting, very wholesome, very cute, very nostalgic, brings back great memories, um, you know, likable characters across the board. I also want to throw in there totally, like, not totally random, but in the dub version, because I obviously watch sub, but in the dub version, uh, Colonel Muska is uh, voiced by Mark Hamill, which also, uh, you know, you know, as you know, voiced um, the Joker as well. So I find that to be very interesting um, because he does like we all we all look at him for for Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? In Star Wars. But it's funny that it's like normally his voice acting roles always play the part of a villain. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. Apparently he did that very well. And I was actually curious to hear how he sounded. You know what I mean? In that film. Um, and I think that that's awesome that he had dipped his finger in like the the anime sphere but anyway getting back to my final thoughts i just thought that was a cool little tidbit um but again just for all the reasons that i mentioned likable characters and all and you know nostalgia and, and wholesomeness and and you know good world building and and all that kind of stuff um i think the film is is good i don't think it's um again for it's revolutionary but i think again i i have a particular bias because of the time that i've watched it i think if i had watched this when it had aired or if i was alive for that matter um you know what i mean i would have probably very different opinions on the movie but alas here we are um and uh yeah so i i think i think should you watch the movie um again i i i I think you you watch this movie if you could appreciate what this movie was trying to do and and if you don't take it out of its time. If you're looking for like, okay, what's the next great anime movie that I should watch right now? I'm going to be honest. I probably don't think that you need to watch this because I don't think it does anything necessarily groundbreaking in my personal opinion. I think there's other movies that can probably give a similar message or one with maybe even a little more depth that don't necessarily take the safe route, but have been known to do well. Maybe some of Miyazaki's other films, obviously I'd probably recommend first, um, over this, but I think if you are watching this movie with the frame of mind that you want to watch something nostalgic, you want to see where studio Ghibli kind of got its roots and Miyazaki for that matter. You want to see kind of the precursor, some of these other movies and you want to just see some like wholesome shit, um, you know what I mean? Or like, then, yeah, uh, I also think this is a great movie for kids as well. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you wanted to, if you are a parent and you wanted to watch this with your children or, you know, whatever you're hanging out with a young nephew or niece or something like that or whatever the hell. And you know, this is, this is a good movie to watch. Um, so yeah, that would be my, my recommendations for that. I'd probably give the movie roughly about a six out of 10, I would say. Um, definitely great, but nothing that blew my head off my, um, my shoulders. So Isaiah, what do you got as far as, uh, closing thoughts and, and all that kind of jazz rating? Should we watch um, it? A lot. So yeah, a lot of my thoughts are, pro are pretty much echoed in, in what you were saying. I also don't really have a whole lot to say about this movie. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, but it just didn't, you know, again, it's a lot of it is, is sort of the same deal. I, uh, 
you know, as a as a man who has watched several anime movies in the year 2020, you know, going back to this movie, it's again really cool to see like sort of where the roots of Studio Ghibli were. Um, but you know, I, I couldn't help but thinking, you know, sort of what you were saying, where it's like I've seen, you know, I've seen movies anime movies in particular studio ghibli movies in particular do this message and do this uh you know with a little bit more depth and a little bit more but um you know but again it is important like you know taking this in when you're talking about taking this movie at a time it's like this was one of the first of their movies to really do this and this was sort of the, you know setting the ground floor for it so i do think that there's a relevancy in its importance like historically um i i would probably I, I I don't if you're if you're somebody who has never watched a Studio Ghibli film, I would recommend you watch this one first, because again, to me, I feel like this movie loses some of its luster once you've seen like the best that they can do, like once you've seen the stuff that they've put out recently, and once you've seen them like sort of at their peak performance, in my opinion, this movie loses a lot of its luster, and like you know, unfortunately, because it's the first, right? If you for every star you know for every home run or every you know whatever random sports analogy analogy insert um you have the first time so and so has picked up you know a bat or a football or whatever you know what i mean this was this was the first run this was the first attempt at doing something on you know the level and scale that miyazaki has wanted to has wants to work on and wants to produce work on so i, I think if you are somebody and, you know, I, I, again, you could be somebody, you know, more like Gavin, who you might end up finding and appreciating this film more so because of that. Um, but in my opinion, I feel like this movie, you know, it's just it's a it's a really good old simple movie. And as as bad as of criticism does those sound like I, that's just where it sits for me. Um, again, if you haven't seen any Studio Ghibli films, I would recommend watching this one. Otherwise, I mean... I don't know if I could say I, I I don't think I would recommend it if like he happens to be on have at it but I don't think I would be like you've got to watch this one first or next um I'd probably also give it a six out of ten um yeah six six and a half out of ten um yeah that's pretty much it fair enough well said Gavin closes off but you have to promise me that you're not going to make any sort of death threats to anyone when you're coming with your closing remarks or anything like oh, that. <laughs> just let it. Just let us know what you think and don't get us kicked off air. Anyway, no, I'm just I fine. Go ahead. What do you I don't got? know if I can make that promise. Uh, no, but um, honestly, <laughs> no, I definitely not. I don't feel in the minority here. I, I understand everything that's said. Um, I don't know. In my opinion, I honestly think compared to the recent works, in my my opinion, I feel like this is their best work um, that they had made. And I feel with that, the me, the reasoning behind it, I feel like this is the most grounded movie that I have seen by them in terms of realistic, um, you, you, realistic relatability to characters. I feel like I can relate to these characters a lot more, even though of what the plot is happening around them, than, say, Spirited Away, although I absolutely adored that movie. I feel like this one just felt grounded in their world. I felt like everything was in place. Everything worked perfectly from the crazy uncle that lived underground, which was, you know, which led to one of the greatest scenes that I found in the movie, which was the whole listening to the rocks and that whole connection to nature and just... 
I feel like this film is very good at stopping to smell the roses, which I find very lacking in pretty much every other movie, and is a reason why I like Studio Ghibli as a whole, because they have a lot of attention to detail to stuff that isn't pertaining to the narrative on what's going on. They're very good at opening up, you know, side characters or even if it's just little animation stuff that, you know, could have easily looked over. Like I bring it spirited away with the lamp, with the multifunctionality of just hopping throughout and then going. This movie, this movie had that same thing, but in my mind, just like so much more enthralling, whether you get that whole, that big fucking airship whatever its name was, um, the Goliath, for example, like just all that functionality with them flying around and going through the whole, all the cloud systems in that whole fight where you have Pazu and um, Sheeta in the crow's nest and they release it and they're flying in the air and Dola's like, yo, you better spot him like through the clouds and like get him. Like just that, just like that imagery of being able to take that crow's nest and then like disattach it from their like ship and have it for, like, a scout location, and then just, like, that conceptually as an idea was amazing. Like, I saw it, and I was like, that is not something that, A, I have ever seen, or B, what most people think of. And that's what I appreciate is when you could take something with kind of a more simple idea and expand upon it and make it outside the box in terms of creativity and really makes you, like, think and wonder. And I felt like this was the whole movie. You were supposed to sit back and really just get your own mind flowing and just the wonder and creativity of, oh, wow, what if there really is a castle in the sky? And I feel like that is almost like a childhood dream for everybody is you're always wondering what's up there, you know, whether it's past Earth and into space or just, you know, anything that has to do with the outside or outer world. This is the culmination of it, but it's still relative to being close to Earth and, like, attainability in their world and... I don't know, just the thought of a chick falling from the sky and you don't know anything about her. She doesn't know anything about herself and you're just kind of fucking rolling with it and, you know, you have the army coming after you. You don't know what's happening. All, all this shit's going down and it's like on the snap of a finger and it's just, what what do you do in that scenario? And I just, I just really loved how they carried through the whole thing. I personally recommend that you watch it, especially if you're a Studio Ghibli fan. Um, I, I don't know. I think it was their, one of their best films that they ever made, in my opinion. Um, I'd give it a nine out of 10. I'd say, watch it. Fuck it. Uh, we have nothing better else to do. Coronavirus. And if you love, if you love Studio Ghibli, then I don't see why you won't love this movie. You know, the, the themes may be similar or the same. I don't feel like that's the point in a lot of movies moving forward. Like I harp on them a lot and I appreciate them a lot, but I think what, is like the old, like the zenith for me is just the fact that you can create a story, it can have simple themes, but everything is so coherent and just wants to work together and it's hard for you to like pick anything out that should be different is a win in my book. Like I watched that whole thing, I, I wouldn't want to change any of it to be honest. Maybe in the latter half, it kind of dragged a little bit. They could have like wrapped it up with the bow and like maybe ended it a little bit sooner. But other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed that entire story as simple as it was and honestly i thought they just executed it fucking phenomenally um and also had the best soundtrack ever like literally i've never heard uh or i never watched a show in general with a better supporting soundtrack in my opinion it was you could feel the age it was a good nostalgic feeling and i don't even have any nostalgia to go off of because i didn't watch this shit from when i was a kid 
but I just, I really fucked with the way they made it and put it together. And honestly, for a first movie from a studio, like just making or putting together, I thought they hit the nail on the head and honestly really set their own precedent moving forward. Um, and I could see it, you know, after even watching their later shit first. I really appreciate it. And I really like this movie. Like, I already want to watch it again. Um, Damn. And I think I'm going to force a lot of people to because I don't know. I just, I really liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Those are our thoughts on the film Castle in the Sky. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of this film. Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Have you not seen it yet? Are you planning on seeing it? Let us know all those thoughts. We love to read them all. Um, but until next time, guys, we will catch you on the flip. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Later.